Thanks for tuning in to Light the Fuse on Let's Get Ready Network, brother. On this network, we talk about all the things you love, like movies, TV, sports, professional wrestling, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR Network. And please, leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, brother! Give us a little bit of time, but uh, we will eventually change that from the AEW Dynamite recap show to yes. where this is just going to be a new show that covers <clears throat> like mostly pretty much anything like WWE, AEW or any other kind of big things that we get like coming out, you know, going forward as far as news. Me and Dagan here is going to tag team and talk about some of the bigger news happening in wrestling, no matter what company is with and whatnot. So uh, and it, may, it may focus a lot more because we, we pay more attention, to be honest with you. Uh, me and Dagan, I think, both pay more attention to uh, the AEW side of things uh, than we do for the WWE side of things. So uh, here we go, man. I'm going to let Dagan, like, Dagan's going to be the news guy, the the dude that knows all the things. So, like, uh, go ahead, Dagan. Do your thing. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the big news that dropped uh, today, as you're probably watching this, it'll be yesterday by that point. But uh, the report that came out here from PW Insider confirming that Cesaro, uh, formerly Cesaro now, I, I believe is Claud- Claudia Casanova or some other name that he'll probably go by, but that he is now a free agent after not being able to come to terms with WWE for a new contract. Uh, so that means he does not have a 90-day compete clause. He can just kind of go wherever he wants. Uh, pretty big news. Cesaro, one of those guys that's always been a amazing worker, uh, and even with WWE, where the wrestling is kind of the WWE style, he's somebody that's kind of, I think, broke through and, and had some really good matches along the way. Uh, and then, of course, now the speculation is that he could possibly sign with AEW. He's a really longtime friends with Brian Danielson, so there's that connection there. I personally, as much as I think he would be a good fit for AEW, I would really like to see him in New Japan. I think he'd be great for the G1. Uh, somebody that can really go in there and work his butt off. So, uh, yeah, crazy news here. Justin, thoughts on this? Yeah, like, uh, my thing is this. Like, uh, Cesaro has always been, like, a fan favorite. He's always been a guy who, like, no matter what happens, like, he's – people want to see him wrestle. And I just never have gotten it because, yeah – I, so maybe he can't talk very good. You know, maybe he doesn't have the mic skills that some of these other guys that would be at the top of your company. But he could definitely be that guy that can step into the top every now and then and be a mid-carder definitely and do, like, still a really good job during all that. Uh, but why not give him a voice? Why not give him someone like a Paul Heyman or something like that and him just go out there and do his wrestling? I've never understood why the WWE never tried that or why they didn't do that. Like I said, every time he gets in a match and doing every right. things, like he was over with the crowd just because of what he could do in the wrestling ring. Like he yeah. didn't have to talk; he was still over. People still pop for him and everything. So, like, like I said, I just never understood why WWE treated uh, Cesaro the way they have. 
the thing yeah. with AEW is, is there's so many things, like so many people. Now, I yeah. do know that some of these contracts from the very first time the AEW started is going to be like t- uh, going away. Uh, some of these like contracts and some of these wrestlers that we see on TV today will not be there forever. Their contracts will slowly start running out. And as we've seen already, there's already been a couple of drops by AEW because of some of the people that they picked up. So well, the big one being this, Cody Rhodes. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cody Rhodes is now gone. That was, I think, a big player. The reports were right. because of money. He wanted more than they were going to offer. So I mean, that's, that's a big chunk yeah. out of the payroll right there. I think. Exactly. So like the, the thing is, and, and Tony Khan's got money, you know, and Tony Khan's in here for yeah. the long haul. He's, he's, this guy will lose money for a few years until he probably even starts. He's looking at this as an investment. He's yeah. not trying to make money today. He's trying to make money for tomorrow. So like, that's the thing. He'll spend money now if he thinks it's good enough to, to make his investment even better. Uh, Cesaro, uh, like I said, it, it possibly could be one of those investments. I don't watch New Japan is the reason why I wouldn't root for him to go there. Although I do think he'd probably be a perfect fit somewhere like in New Japan. But just because I don't watch it, I'd like to see Cesaro wrestle. And maybe AEW can find that thing to get him in and let him actually like be uh, somebody that can be more than what he was able to be shown on WWE, where he just basically slowly became a jobber. Like even He's when a the crowds are Yeah, exactly. Definitely a mid-carder, but possibly almost to the point of a jobber. Like I can't remember – the last time that Cesaro like actually won a, a, a bout, you know, or got a push, even a yeah, WWE. yeah, got, got a little bit of push, a, got any of that. He actually got a little bit of a push towards the end of Brian Danielson's time. At that point, I think it was like the Thunderdome, so it wasn't really that. You know, it's weird with the crowd, the non-crowd, and everything. But uh, it, it, he did get a push mainly because Brian Danielson uh, went to Vince and went to the top and said, "Push this guy." So they gave him a little bit of a push. He lost to Roman Reigns just like everybody does in WWE right now. But I think that that mm-hmm. was like the only real time I could think of where they ever really gave him a push other than being in a tag team or being like a mid-carter or something. So Right. Um, yeah, so I, I think he would be a good – he's going to be a good fit no matter where he goes. I think he's going to ha- be a star for whatever company decides to sign him and, and somebody that you know will probably do better – give a better run than he did in WWE. The one thing that I'll give AEW a little bit of props on that I don't give WWE, I mean, of course, they got Paul Heyman over there doing the same with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns right now as far as a manager goes. Like, AEW actually does seem to be like, okay, we're cool with having people that are basically like managers. Like, And even the people that doesn't look like a normal manager all the time, like I I, I look at uh, Matt Hardy, for instance, as pretty much a a manager for his like group, right? Like he, he does a decent amount of the talk manager wrestler uh, sets yeah. everything up. Yeah, exactly. Then you have like, uh, the guy, I can't think of his name right now, uh, for Jade Cargill that I think is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Mark Sterling. Uh, yeah, exactly. You have, uh, Dan Lambert doing a couple of things yep. with, uh, with the Archer kid and also got, with the uh, top, America's top team. Uh, yeah. Alex Abrahantes. Like so, yep. Alex Abrahantes for Penta, who we saw last night or a couple nights ago on AEW. Yeah. One of the so. one of the things I miss from like the same, some people would call it the golden area of wrestling, you know, like in the late eighties, like going into the early nineties and stuff, is the fact that like I love seeing these like sometimes over the top, sometimes even kill, but sometimes, you know, they get the job done, they go out there and the managers, man, like Jimmy Hart and Bobby DeBrain Heenan and uh, Mr. Fuji and stuff like that, like these managers that would come out there and do the thing 
to help some of these people that may not have that charisma on the mic, but they could do it in the ring. Because overall, what I want from you is what you can do in the ring. Uh, we're going to talk about him in a second, but it's like MJF, right? For instance, like uh, MJF to me is a great guy, like can get the job done, can do the thing. But like if he got in the ring and stunk it up, like I wouldn't care. Like he's he's one of, he's he, to me he's the best person on the mic in the in the whole wrestling world right now. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, I think like we'll we'll talk about him, but we, you know we were talking about I think me and Soda about like the Mount Rushmore promos and like the possibility of MJF eventually being up there. CM Punk I think is up there at that point, but yeah, him going up there with like. Guys like Roddy Piper and it's just like absolute legends that have cut, cut the best promos. But um, yeah, no, I'll be interested to see where where this guy goes. I think uh, he, as I said, he'll be a, a big steal. I think for whoever gets him. I mean, I could see him in AEW. I actually think he would be a good fit with like uh, Andrade's group. Now that I think about it, that could be an interesting spot for him. Like this, what's probably going to happen is Matt Hardy's going to leave and and uh, join up with Jeff Hardy, which we'll talk about here. In a little bit, but um, like I think that that could be a possibly a, a cool. Fit I think there. there's like, a big possibility. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a big possibility of the AEW because a lot of people's been calling for it. AEW like trying to set up these trios titles, and I, you can almost see uh, where the uh, trio titles has been pretty much set up for a long time because now yeah. you have these They're different long overdue. Up. Like for instance, you got Red Dragon and Adam Cole. That could I could easily see that being a trios. You can see the Young Bucks and add anybody like Kenny Omega yeah. if they decided to be together or just throw anybody else in that group. And you got a trios there. Yep. You've got House uh, of Black. With a, you got House uh, of Black did, now as a trios you thing. You with Buddy I, Matthews on AEW. Yep. And yeah. I think, uh, well, I think like what, what I'm trying to get to, though, is I think like Matt and Jeff Hardy is going to get together and they'll use Andra, uh, Andrade uh, as like their third. And possibly be like a maybe. Trio there. Although I feel like they're going to uh, split from that group, but I, I feel no, like I mean, we're going to get the group name ain't going to matter. Like being yeah. whatever the house of whatever that that can go away. But I do think that Andrade, they're setting him up. He's just now joining with Matt Hardy a little bit here and working together a little bit. I think Jeff Hardy comes in, and you could have a trios with just them three. It doesn't even matter. Possibly, if it's called, like yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it matter although if it's called, I like, think that that Andrade would. It might be it might be a fun match, but I feel like the focus for that bringing in Jeff is going to be the Hardy Boys and sort of like a Hardy Boys reunion tour at least. Yeah, at but first. still. But what I'm saying though is is like they can still be a tag team that wrestles for the tag team championship, but also tr- go for the trios. Like they could be a good team to throw out there for a trios titles. There's like, trios for people to possibly. build their way. Because here goes the thing: the teams I've already said those are big teams that should be going for the belt almost every time, or at least making their way to the belt. There's going to have to have teams out there. Like, I think that uh, what a lot of people was calling the ass boys, but I think Billy Gunn <laughs> and his kids are going to yeah. be another trios team. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're going to be sure. the teams that, like, get stepped on, right, as the other teams yep. are trying to make it to the top. Like, so you can't just have all these big, huge teams that are, like, super popular. You are going to have to have some teams that takes the L's. So I do think that, like, teams like that could be teams that take the L's. That's the only reason why they're kind of in the trios. But we'll see what's up with that. But that would yeah. be down the road. Because right now, technically, they haven't really set it up too much as far as, like, they haven't announced the titles is what I'm trying to say. Right. But I do right. think they're actually setting up natural fits for when it does come. Like, 2.0 and uh, 
Daniel Garcia. Yeah, Daniel Garcia, for instance, looks like a trios. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. That kind of thing. And they'll probably be a team that gets beat. You got right. Dark Order. To Dark probably Order, you out. could throw a whole bunch of mix two, of those guys. You know, they yeah. can have two damn like trios, like teams or whatever, because they got enough uh, people in that in that stable. But yeah. yeah, let's move on to the next thing, man. What's up? Yeah. Well, we talked about Jeff Hardy a little bit already. Uh, this guy, it's it's crazy. The this guy has. Less subscribers than Let's Get Ready Network. He's at about 537 right now. His name is Jared Myers. Go to official Jared Myers uh, on YouTube and, and hit subscribe to this guy because he broke some big news. He had an interview with uh, with Jeff Hardy, and uh, basically at about the four-minute mark of this interview, Jeff Hardy says, yeah, I'm going to AEW, and just pretty much straight up confirms it. Uh, this video then, of course, get, kind of got reported on today by, by a bunch of different news outlets. And, it's been in the works, I think, for a while to have Jeff Hardy come in, so it makes all the sense in the world. And uh, you know, as I said, I think a Hardy Boys reunion tour is like the way that they're going to bring him in at first. But definitely exciting there if you're a Jeff Hardy fan. No, yeah, I totally agree with this. Uh, I mean, all these guys swerve. Looks like somebody that could be yeah. somebody. He, he reminds me, and he may have a chance to be way better than him overall as far as a career. Uh, but man, his uh, name's uh, skipping me right now. But our truth. Uh, he reminds me of possibility of being our truth. You know, somebody that comes in, it's like a rapper, uh, that's done like he has rap songs Swerve, out there that yeah. I've heard that's actually pretty good swerve. So like, I see him as our truth, but a better our truth, right? Like not somebody <laughs> that's going to be like comedy all the time. Like somebody right. that might actually eventually go for titles. Well, there Buddy was the, Matthews, the, uh, the hit row gimmick in NXT for, for swerve. No, 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 yeah, like, I, one I, of the I, only I, good things on the show for a while. So I think that, Swerve is a really good get for AEW and somebody that could be a big star. Looks like he's coming in at some point around March, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's the mystery opponent in that uh, in that ladder match. Um, usually, they have a mystery opponent for that, so it could be could be him. There's a couple other names that could be, but I think Swerve is like possibly the most likely there. But uh, yeah, the other big signing, which which did debut. Uh, on Dynamite this week, Buddy Matthews, who is now joined up with the House of Black Stable. This is one of those like cool. when people. Well, well, this is one of those signings though that like when some people go like, oh, like I've heard people like not not seeing Punk obviously because he's a huge name, but some of these other signings, people's like, well, it could be inside baseball or whatever, right? Some people is going to be tuning in for the first or second time and not get who this person is. I'm not going to lie, the guy looked great. I thought it was cool that there was another person that's coming in and joining the house of black here because he looks like he could be a good fit and everything with his style. The, the, the little bit that you got to see look pretty good together uh, with that house of black. So I'm excited about that a little bit, but I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know who this guy was. Like, I don't know a lot about buddy Matthews. Uh, yeah. I've heard people say a bunch of good things about him, like afterwards uh, and everything else that I've heard, like off the, off the beaten path. But you know, this is like me being a fan that, that, wasn't a fan for a long time. And then when I right. came back, the right. only reason why I came back to AEW so far. Yeah, you know, I've WWE. Yeah. yeah, I've started paying attention to the news and stuff like that, like going around the world of wrestling, obviously. So I've been picking up on some of this other stuff, but Buddy Matthews is somebody that still went below the radar. So this may be one of those things where I don't know how excited, like a lot of the just normal casual fans, because this is the thing. I think AEW's got the hardcore fans down. Hardcore fans are going to tune in and watch AEW no matter what because, like, they've already proven that they could tell good stories, and that's what we want as wrestling fans. 
uh, and good wrestling at the same time. It's not just about the story. It's got to have the wrestling to back it up. They've got the best wrestlers in the business or not say all the best wrestlers, but their lineup right now has got some of the best like top wrestlers in the business. We're going to get super big time, just great matches, different kinds of matches and stuff, right? Like when this company first started, there was a lot of that stuff that like we talked about a while ago, you know, like everything was like a big deal. Everything was a, uh, what do they call it? The uh, spot fest, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but, but AEW, because of their signings and stuff and the people that they've added, they don't have to do that as much, right? They're still going to have, like, say, uh, coming up on the next pay-per-view, they're still going to have a couple of people that like are going to be uh, like a spot fest style match, right? Like, so that. Uh, tag team match is going to have three tag teams in it. It's going to be a spot fest. It's this right. that's Jungle just what Boy. Kind of match it is, right? Young right. Bucks probably like yeah. yeah. And but it's going to be a spot fest because that's what those kind of matches are. Very thrown. Right? And, and obviously the ladder match is going to be in that thing. It's the same deal. But with that being said, like say this past Wednesday, main eventing was Daniel Bronson uh, versus that new kid that you were talking about with two point yeah. eight. Yeah, Brian Danson with uh, the kid Daniel Garcia. Daniel yeah. Garcia. But like the way they wrestled like that style of wrestling that they did was like really good. Like that. I'm going to be honest with you right now. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you right now. That match was the closest I've ever seen to pro wrestlers go out there and me almost believe I was watching an MMA fight. The way they grappled, the way they did things. Like there was a lot of spots in that match to where I was like, damn, these guys look like they fully trained to get into the octagon. So like, that was really awesome to see. There's all these new kind of matches you're going to be able to get and everything else. So, like, that's the greatest thing that I see about all this stuff that's happening right now. And you even throw in the Jeff Hardy. It's going to be cool to see him and his brother back together for a little while, doing their swan song. That's what this is going to be. They both can't keep doing this forever. Uh, or they'll t- Well, I guess you still got, what, the, the uh, Rock and Roll Express out there doing shit, and they're, like, 90 years <laughs> old. I mean, so maybe they can keep going long, even longer than that. But Ricky Morton's, we'll like, 70, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. But, like, Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy would be cool to, like, have them do, like, a last like a last run, basically. I would love Jeff Hardy to come in, team up with Matt, and them go through, like, a, a, a tag team run where they start yeah. from the bottom, work their way up to the top, and maybe even get the belts, like, one time. Even if it's short, for a short reign, to like get to that thing to be AEW champions because like I think they deserved it and in some ways they yeah. may have deserved it even more you know back in the day when Christian and Edge were teamed up and everything else like uh they usually came out on top most of the time between them and the Hardy Boys and I think the Hardy Boys probably deserve to get that belt a couple more times yeah I think so too I think you might might have one of these heel teams beat uh Jurassic Express maybe not at this pay-per-view but like at some point probably in the next couple months uh, whether that be like FTR or, or um, you know, uh, Red Dragon or somebody. Uh, and then I think the Hardys would be a good good team to eventually beat one of them for the belts. And I was talking with this, talking about this with Tyler a little bit, and just the idea that, you know, may, maybe this is where the, the Hardy boys sort of have their last run, like their sort of their, their farewell mm-hmm. tour, if you would. Um, whether or not that's that's probably going to be over the course of the next like couple of years, I don't think it's going to be right away. They're just going to come out and wrestle a bunch of matches and be done. I think it'll probably be a, a couple of years of them as champs and then maybe drop the belts or something. But I fully expect one of these, like, because there's a, some really good tag teams in, in AEW that I think could like be the ones to possibly retire the Hardy Boys, uh, whether that be the Boxer, Red Dragon, or FTR. I think FTR would be the perfect team to do that because they're such oh, great one of the best tag teams in the world. They yeah, and they're, the yeah, and you can see them like 
realistically beating the Hardys for their like their last match kind of thing. Yep. So, but I do um, want to say yeah. a couple things here. Jeff Hardy, man, dude, could you imagine that his uh, stint with uh, AEW that uh, him and Sammy Guevara, him and Sammy, him match? and Darby, no, no, just just him. Oh my god, and Sammy Guevara, like Jeff Hardy passing the torch. To like basically, because Jeff Hardy and them obviously made their name doing like tables, ladders, and chairs matches and stuff like that back in the day. And they've always been like some of their fame came from that. It'd be really cool to see if if Jeff Hardy can pull it off one more time to see Jeff Hardy yeah. and Sammy Guevara do like a one-time ladder match, like a one-time oh thing, maybe for the <laughs> TNT Championship if Sammy still got it or whatever. Like that'd be super cool. But also, do you Sammy think... Sammy or Darby. Darby would be another good think, option for that. Thing. But like yeah. you said, there's this guy that broke this news with Jeff Hardy, basically, because like basically yeah. he got an interview. Do you think that this was a work or a shoot, right? Like, not what Jeff Hardy says. I think what Jeff Hardy says is the truth, because everybody was guessing it anyway. Yeah. But like, like this guy, this the dude doing the interview, right? Was this what I'm basically saying is you think Jeff Hardy's like actually friends with this dude? And like just threw him a bone on his channel because it was something maybe, the guy was starting off. Maybe or, I mean this this guy seems like a kid, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so if he's like a so kid he's good, or somebody, maybe he's friends. Maybe he's friends with Jeff's kids, or he's like Dude, I can see Jeff Hardy. family or something. Yeah. I can see Jeff Hardy. Like when you say kid, like when you say kid, like how old? Like is it? Because I have so he's like in a, like a teenage, like late teens, probably. So like eighteen or something, maybe like an adult, yeah. but barely yeah, yeah. an adult, like kind of thing. Like I can see Jeff Hardy being on some young guys. I mean, look, okay, have, trying to do a steal. This but. is interesting. He says today I interviewed Jeff Hardy at his concert. So Jeff Hardy's band, you know, does okay. shows and everything. Had a blast meeting my role model growing up. Hope to do more. This was not a serious interview. Interesting. Okay, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like Jeff Hardy probably just got excited, and he uh, I, Jeff Hardy strikes me as a guy who would help out somebody. Like right. Yeah. So let's say let's like, say let's one of us knew somebody that knew Jeff yeah. Hardy or because we're a smaller channel or something like that. I, I see Jeff Hardy being Jeff that Hardy guy. Jeff Hardy interview like, you know on what? Let's Get Ready Network. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but I but I see like so, Jeff Hardy being that type of guy that knows he's on like a smaller channel, people that's you know, trying to build themselves up and because of that be like, you know what, screw this. I don't care if I get in trouble. Yeah. Like I'm just gonna give this dude a scoop. He's not gonna get and, in trouble, he's Jeff Hardy. Like, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> even if he does, who cares? Like, I mean, who, yeah. who he doesn't like Tony Khan's not going to give a shit. Yeah, everybody yeah, knows. Yeah. It's like the worst kept secret. Hey, you, look like a, you look like an asshole because now you're trying to, like, uh, get on the Jeff Hardy for helping out some, like, you <laughs> right. know, teenage kid that's trying yeah. to build his channel or something. Yeah, so, like, you'd be, like, whatever. Like, you're not going to get in trouble for it. I just no. think that's pretty awesome by Jeff Hardy, and that's what makes him, you know, still yeah. a fan favorite to this day. Absolutely. Uh, wholeheartedly agree, yeah. So that that's exciting to see all these guys come in. I'm really looking forward to see like what AW does with them because like they have a really stacked roster right now, man, and it's getting a little crowded. Bro. But you know, their pay per view always... coming up is literally like holy they're... shit! What a card! Usually, even even at a WrestleMania, you have those two or three matches during the pay per view in a WrestleMania, right? To where you're like, ah, uh, this ain't my favorite. Like, I possibly could go like use the bathroom yeah. or something during this match. Buffer you know, match, and, and so yeah, and some of those matches may like surprise you at how great they are and how good they end up being. But at the at the time you're thinking about it, you're not super excited about them. There's at least right. two to three WrestleMania matches like that, and we're talking about WrestleMania it's supposed to be the greatest spectacle of all wrestling. Oh, well, especially this year, I, I couldn't give two shits about. Oh, oh no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. This one, there's about <laughs> ten matches on there that's crap. But I'm just saying, yeah. 
normally, like if you go back to the, like I was talking about earlier, earlier WrestleMania days, you even during that, when they were breaking records and, and selling out stadiums and stuff, like with the WrestleMania three and everything, there were still two or three matches you didn't care that much about. Like he wasn't excited about when you got to it. Matter of fact, if you watch it on Coliseum video, you fast forwarded that damn thing past that match because like you wanted to get to the next one. But my point being is that this freaking card, I can't pick Holy a match. Shit. I can't pick a match. If if they put the Jade Cargill, because I don't think that was official official, but I do think she said it like as yeah, she, she said it and then I think the she ring. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like she might have botched that line. So I think yeah. it's official. That might be the only match, but so far, but that's just because they didn't build it up. Right? It was just kind of an impromptu thing that happened this past week on Dynamite. You know, maybe they'll throw a little bone and a little story over there towards this match and make it even bigger. But right now, that's the only match on the card that's even semi like, okay, I don't care as much about it, right? I yeah. like Jade so far. I think she's going to be a big star. I do think she needs to work on her in-ring ability, but, like, that's going to come with time. And I like Ty Conte. Like, so the thing is, or Ty Conte, I guess, is what a lot of people say. But my point being is I'm not excited for this match because it kind of just looks like it's thrown in there to give, like, the TBS championship a spot on the card. Uh, yeah. But it may turn out to still be good, but that's literally one match. One match of like what eight matches or nine matches? So so we have that match. We have Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. We have Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Banger. Banger. We have uh, Jurassic Express against uh, Red Dragon against a third team. Another team. team. You know that's going to be exciting and crazy. It's going to be the Bucks. It's got to be the Young Bucks, I think for sure. Uh, So that match, that's a triple threat. We got this crazy-ass ladder match with Keith Lee, Wardlow, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, and then two more entrants uh, to you be determined. You know what the craziest thing about this ladder match is normally you you kind of see a lot of the smaller guys because of what they can do in the ladder. This is totally opposite. The first three to four yeah. guys they put in this match are all big, huge, burly motherfuckers. Like, Keith Lee, can he, can he climb the ladder to the top? to give and get the damn thing like don't they have to climb the ladder to the top to get something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so like it, it can he get up there like that big ass like uh, dude what the hell is he gonna yeah. be able to do like yeah. uh, i don't even know if he can get to the top you have the some big ass ladders for that match for sure and you got yeah, exactly. to have to reinforce the ring because guys those big dudes are going to be falling off the ladders on not even him it's not just him it's Matt, like warlow like, can you imagine him and warlow Fuck. being on the top of a ladder i think it'll just like fold in half <laughs> yeah. like don't like that's gonna that's crazy. So like I'm interested in that match because of that, because of the difference. Like I said, it'd usually be people like Jeff Hardy and Sammy Guevara and a bunch of those yeah. kind of guys. You got Starks match. in there. Totally opposite. You might have Swerve in there if he debuts for this, possibly. Maybe, yeah. Orange Cassidy most likely will be in there. Uh matches Aaron on dynamite between him and one of the guys from the acclaim, but uh it's not gonna be Anthony Bowens. Like, come on, it's gonna be Orange Cassidy in that match. So you have a couple smaller dudes, but yeah, there's some big dudes in this match. So Looking yeah, forward to this ladder match for sure. Uh, and then they there's also this match that was announced uh, on Dynamite this week with Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy, and Andrade taking on Sting, Darby Allen, and Sammy Guevara in a the first ever AEW Tornado Trios match. So that's like a street fight, basically. Yeah, it's gonna trio. be all so, all six guys can be in the ring at the same time. That's yeah. gonna be fun. That might be one that I'm not super excited for. This is another kind of yeah, match that, that will have the a weird one that's thrown in there. Great. 
Yeah. yeah. This could be fun and great, but like uh, leading up to it, I'm not excited for it. I'm just like, okay, sure. cool. That sounds like a cool match. We also have probably the double main event, uh, first of which being uh, Britt Baker against Thunder Rosa. Most likely, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Thunder Rosa. Most likely, Thunder Rosa probably going to beat Britt. I've kind of been setting this up for a while, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's what we get there. Uh, and then a tang man, Adam Page, defending the AEW World Title against Adam Cole, baby, in the main event. Most likely, yeah, Adam Cole. Like this should uh, be a banger of a match. This should be a really fucking great match, man. Like these two guys, they have history with each other. They've known each other for many, many years. And I think the build to this this feud has been really good. There's been a lot of story in there with like the box and Red Dragon and everybody involved, Dark Order a little bit as well. So looking forward to this match a lot. I think this is going to be a really great main event. I definitely think Paige will probably retain and then eventually lose the title to MJF. Um, but yeah, really, really looking forward to this one. Nice. And uh the MGF CM Punk match obviously is like the uh, we're match. about to get into something now. I, I want was, you to I was talk about doing that for the segue there. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I got I got to look at something really quick. I'm gonna be right back. Okay. So I want you to cover for a second, like what you think uh, if the matches you think the match is gonna be good. This whole dog collar match between uh, them two, and then we both can talk about like the actual. Okay, we'll get your like, thoughts on it. Yeah, yeah, I'll be right back. Sure, and uh, while while Justin does that. Um, uh, actually, I'll go over this one real quick because um, we didn't really talk about it. But Brian Cage has re-signed with AEW, which I think is surprising considering that a lot of people thought he might like not uh, sort of haven't been used in since October, I think, was the last time he wrestled a match. But, um, yeah, this is, this is an interesting re-signing. They picked up a one-year extension on his contract. Uh, Cage and a lot of people backstage behind the scenes seemingly uh, surprised at this as well. Um, I think a lot of people, again, expected him to just uh, them not to renew his contract or pick up that option. So um, that's a really interesting one. Um, I, I'm not sure Justin is as familiar with Brian Cage, but I can maybe get his thoughts when he gets back. Um, but, yeah, this one is surprising to me as well. I, I think that uh, – there was some fuss that was made with Brian Cage's wife uh, on social media, sort of talking not so great about AEW and how they've booked him and how they've sort of um, not used him as much because he is a former world champion uh, and he's he's a great worker and he does a lot on the indies. He's basically just been wrestling indie shows since his last match on AEW. So we'll see. They might have some plans for him. That That's what I'm kind of hoping for. Maybe at least bring him back in some capacity, but uh, we'll kind of see where they go with that. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess we'll, from there we'll sort of I'll, I'll talk about this MJF promo um, before uh, before Justin gets back. Oh, there he is, he's back. Um, uh, Justin, oh, sorry, I'm trying to take it off, but you're on mute. You're on mute. <laughs> Well, there I hit the are. button. I think you hit it trying to take me I off. I think we both tried like, to hit it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I was looking for something because I got it here. And of course, when everything's setting up perfect, uh, you can't find the thing that you're trying to get of or course. trying to use. Every uh, time. Which is, uh, I actually have, because uh, he's like one of my best friends in the whole entire world, I actually have like uh, an Adam Cole uh, picture signed by him. <laughs> it's uh, one of your best friends ever. 
Yeah, he's one of my best friends ever, man. I got like an actual sign, like autograph picture, photograph of Adam Cole. Okay, uh, so around here you, somewhere and couldn't find it. So, Justin, here's like, here's a question for you. When it comes to Adam Cole, if I don't know if you watch BTE, but there's an ongoing bit with Silver and Reynolds from the Dark Order uh, cuddling with Adam Cole, mm-hmm. and is they've been he's been seemingly weirded out about it from the beginning, but now he's kind of he kind of likes it a little bit. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, what, yeah, yeah, what, they've been doing that you, a little bit. For would you BTE. want to? Uh, would you want to cuddle with Adam Cole? Right, you want to ne- nestle that beard bro, all, uh, right on his? Bro, uh, bro, yeah, yeah. Look, Adam, Adam, Adam Cole would want to lay his face down on this soft, yeah. silky beard. Like, there's no doubt about that. But you know what I'm saying? We don't like to put all that stuff out on public. You know, I don't go to nah. Twitter and just start like sharing all the private details. But, <laughs> but no, uh, you were about to start talking about. Uh, CM, I mean, not CM Punk, but the, well, the CM Punk MJF storyline going to the, the match. dog collar match. Yeah, I think it's going to be a solid match. I think there's a reason why they chose this. They probably had some ideas they're going to use. They probably need this dog collar style match to set up what they're going to do. Uh, so I think that's why we're getting that kind of match. But I'm going to tell you, this past week, every week, I mean, not every week does MJF outdo himself. There's are There are obviously weeks to where, you know, maybe he doesn't do 100% the best thing you've ever seen. But I will see MJF do something that's super awesome, and I'll be like, there's no way. He just did the best thing he's ever going to do. Like, on the mic. Like, this is going to be the best promo that he's ever going to do. This is going to be that peak, right, like where he does this, He's probably going to be able to tie it, you know, get right up there with it, but he's not going to be able to, like, outdo this. This past week, this man, a bad guy, right? Like, people, like, can't stand uh, this guy, and he comes off like the biggest prick you've ever seen. Comes out there with a tear in his eye. With a goddamn tear in his eye. Like, something that some people can't do, and they win, and they won Academy Awards. This guy comes out there with a tear in his eye. Right. And he starts to tell this story how he's got he, he was like one of the few Jews at his school and like he was getting made fun of and treated badly and poorly because of it and everything else. And he's got and like hit, ADHD hit and quarters. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like like ADHD and everything and all this stuff. And he's getting booed, man. People are booing this man. And he's telling a story that you shouldn't be booing a man for. You should be like, oh, dude, that sucks. Like oh, man, we're going to try to pick you up. But they're booing this guy. He's telling this story. He's got, like I said, tears in his eyes, man. Like, he's really emotional. And he's telling the story, and I'm thinking to myself, bro, this guy is either legitimately the best actor on the planet. I'm talking about including Tom Hanks, uh, you know, all the greats, right? Like, this guy is literally the best actor on the planet or he's telling a story that has like 90% truth in it. Okay. And most people is like, Oh, he's bullshitting. He's making all this shit up. Like it's, he's MJF. Like you can't trust him. This is all made up, made believe he's fucking bullshit. He's going to pull a swerve next week and attack. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I saw today. It was like a Facebook post of 11 years ago. Where MJF actually like is talking about this on his Facebook profile. Like this guy used a real story in his life to put, go out there and pull up a promo. And this is how great that guy is. 
They boot his ass all the way through the end. They boot his ass all the way up. And then when he got through and he did his thing, he got real emotional, looked straight at the camera and, and said those like, you know, few lines. And he said them, you know, real uh, uh, deep and, and just guttural, just like coming out like and, and, and loud and, and being very emotional about it and stuff like that. It gets done. And the, the crowd's booing. But then you could start seeing people like slowly, like standing up and giving this dude a goddamn standing ovation just immediately after they were booing him because they knew that he they booed him because they were supposed to. But when he was done, he did such a good job that people wanted him to be recognized for what this guy just did out there in the middle of the ring. You could see the crowd like not even wanting to, but feeling they needed to like slowly just people. I started seeing people in the back, like standing up and start just clapping and you don't see a huge amount of clap. Like it was weird because you don't see a huge amount of clapping in wrestling, not like an R wrestling. Like I think in new Japan and stuff, there's a lot of clapping and stuff, the way they do their things and the way the fans react. Especially now they can only clap. But yeah. Yeah. But here in America, there's more of jumping around, hugging each other, high-fiving your friends, like yelling or booing or whatever. There's not a lot of clapping. There's a lot of like moving around and that kind of thing. And I saw people like start to stand. They started doing this and started standing up, standing ovation of this dude after all that. Like I said, and they hate him. And they still did that. They still wanted to like appreciate this man's talent. And I thought it was perfect for CM Punk. To come out there like he did, get to that corner and doesn't get in the ring immediately. He's just looking at him like perturbed, looking at him like a little weirded out, like, like, what's up? And then he slowly got in the ring and he started walking slowly towards MJF. And he just, you can, he doesn't even grab the microphone. It made it look more real because he didn't ask for a microphone before Mm -hmm. he said it. He was hoping that the cameras and the microphones around there could pick up what he said. And luckily it did because you could hear him go, was that real? Yeah. And like asking him, like, was that a true story? Was that real? And MJF just said yes and got out the ring. Mm-hmm. Like, and it turns out it was a true story. Yeah. Like, so this is crazy, dude. Like, so that yeah, this is uh, Max Max Friedman over here, like eleven years ago, before he ever got into AEW, obviously, in any of this thing. And he and this is like posting. He talks about. Uh, CM Punk shaking Daniel Bryan's hand and he says, so I'm getting a lot of texts and phone calls from all over the place and I would like to set the record straight. I love football. I love everything about it, but not enough for me to go through four years of something I hate, which is being in school. And also there was one other reason, even more important than my hatred of schoolwork. That reason is I all I have always had a dream. My dream was not to be a pro football player, an actor, a doctor, a lawyer, a merchant or a, or a chief. Ever since I can remember, I have wanted to be a professional wrestler. It actually hurt me being on that college campus, knowing I would possibly be losing or evading my dream. That is why I left. That is why I'm home. So don't feel bad for me. Feel happy for me that I'm about to dive into an adventure of a lifetime, pursuing my dream and my passion and becoming a pro wrestler. And he uses this picture yep. of uh, CM Punk shaking Daniel Bronson's hand at one yep. of the WrestleManias there. WrestleMania, as you see. Yep. And that's 28. So, so yeah, so this was like yeah. uh this was like 2015 or 2016, I want to say. Yeah. MJF was in in like a first to or second. To go year back to go back and use things like this. Oh my god, dude. This dude, man. Genius. I swear, look. <laughs> I don't care that Cody left. 
I don't care. It doesn't matter because we be got MJF. To be honest with you, there's too much talent over here anyway. Cody was about to start to become more closer to that mid-tier, mid-card anyway. Who cares? Like, Cody's can tell a story. Cody can have some entertaining things and stuff like that to happen. But Cody, look, he, he can get so far, I think, but that's it. And he proved it when he left. Like, right? If he would have stuck out with AEW, even though he if he wasn't the biggest star in AEW, he could have always said if eventually AEW – were to like over like overcome and get past WWE, he could always say he was that main guy who like helped get AEW and, and have somebody come out and truly beat and be better than the WWE after so many years. And now he's given that up. He's ran away from that. So that's why I'm believing more and more that he was only what he is, a top mid carter. And sometimes he could get into that main event because he could come up with a good story. But that's about it. Like that's what I'm starting to believe about this guy. You know. Uh, and everything as far as Cody goes, but please MJF never, never go to WWE. Never leave. I don't care if you go to another promotion, as long as they grant you freedom, never leave for the WWE. Because if this guy leaves and goes to WWE, man, it won't be the same. It won't be this because he won't be allowed to do what he can do, and that's be a genius on the mic and be a a, a great entertainer. It would be a, like, like a PG version of MJF, like a watered down version of, of this. And character. the crazy it's part is, is the dude. Well, the crazy part is, they can think about it. The dude gets better every match he has. Yeah, and every promo he does, he just yeah. keeps like one upping himself. It's, it's unbelievable, crazy. man. Yeah, this this kid is is something else. He's he is. You know, I think Booker T was asked uh, when he was on Christian Harloff show recently on the big thing, like who he thinks the biggest star in pro wrestling is. And he, he mentioned Roman Reigns. He said, I can't bring myself to say Roman Reigns because Roman is, is WWE's guy. He's the guy. He's been groomed to be the guy for many, many years. The biggest star in pro wrestling right now is MJF because he was he's able to uh, already put himself on the map at such a young age and at, at, at already just become such a massive star in this industry and for this company. So uh, it, unbelievable promo. One of the, maybe the best promos I honestly have ever seen. Like it was that fucking good. And I, I think that this is just brilliant build and a very intriguing direction for them to go with this feud, getting this real like unfiltered version of MJF. Cause we really haven't seen him like let down his guard and, and be real and be like that actual guy. Who's the, the guy behind MJF, who is Maxwell Friedman, you know what I mean? And I think he really did that uh, for this promo and let his guard down for the first time and, like, showed who he really is. And it was very real. And it was very much like a babyface promo. And maybe next week he'll go back and attack CM Punk and most likely be that heel that we all want to boo from. But for this moment, for this 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. however long it was, this was was the real MJF. I'm going to tell you right now. You, you brought it up, babyface promo. Like, if a good guy came out there and did this promo, like, before a main event, we'd be popping our ass off, dude. Yeah. I'd want to I'd be in the stands live whenever that match occurred because if a babyface, yeah. like, but a it would good be guy would actually did this. Yeah, but if a good guy actually did this style promo, expected or not, to be this kind of emotional and everything, to tell yeah. this story and stuff like that, and he was a good guy, dude, he would have blew the roof off the building. And MJ, <laughs> like I said, MJF. People booed him because, yeah. like, they're supposed to, and they, then don't they slowly like him, turned it around on it, right? Yeah. But then, like, at the end, like I said, before CM Punk came out, there was that moment when he got done, 
and he like walked away from the camera and the camera pans back and where you can see him over here in the corner and you can see the fans behind him. Like I'm going to go back and rewatch it when I can on the app. But like when that happens, I literally saw people go from boo, like this kind of, this is what you're doing when you normally boo. This is the, your reaction boo. And they were doing that. And as he like went to the corner and put his head down, MJF went to the corner, kind of put his head down with kind of staring at the mat. People slowly started going like cheering dude, yeah. because of the fact that like, even though they booed him, even though they made fun of him when he made the, the, the Jew, like, cause he, he can do it cause he's a Jew. So like he makes the Jewish joke or whatever, basically. Right. Like they booed him. He's like, yeah, man. I was like, you know, I was like one of the only two Jews on the team and, we got stuff to happen to us and stuff like you're not supposed to boo somebody that's telling that part of their story of their life. And they were booing him. They booed him when he said like he had HDHD and shit like, yeah. right. Like, so like, I thought he was bullshitting. Yeah, They're exactly. Thinking, like this guy's saying all this stuff, but then he's just going to be like, and you know why, you know why I had all this shit happen to me. And the real problem is because of you fans. Yep. You know, and he no. just never did, never got to that point. Yeah. When he cut this thing, people just like, Bro, they just realized, like, oh, this is crazy. This guy's like one of the greatest. We're we're actually seeing one of the greatest talkers of all time. Cause I'm gonna tell you something. Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock did their thing. They Piper. were good talkers. Roddy Piper back even back in the day. I would yeah. say the MJF's more like a Roddy Roddy Piper because uh of the style and like what he's doing and everything. And he yeah. was trying to just get on people's nerves like a Roddy Roddy Piper, even though it was different, but the time was different. So that's why it's most of the difference is because of that. But the biggest thing is, is like the rock and stone cold. If you like, yes, they would say poignant things and they would build up a match, but like they literally got into that rut after like they got started and started getting big to where they relied on catchphrases all the time. Like stone right. cold, like, because Austin 316 said, I just whooped your ass. And like, you know, he would say those things and stuff like that. Right. Like he would add things that would make it good. I'm not saying he was bad, but there was at least a third of all their interviews. Can you smell what the rock is? Like a third of all their interviews wasn't new. Yeah. This guy comes out there. I mean, he's got that. I'm better than you that I, and you know, it. that's it. But it's one, yeah, it's one one line. Yeah, one sentence, one line, and he's always creative with how he puts it up there yeah. and out there. Like, it's just amazing what this kid can do. I'm just, I'm, I'm happy that I, I'm, I'm happy that away. I started watching AEW when I did because I should have started watching it from the beginning. I didn't start watching AEW from the beginning. I'm not been this AEW stand that just hates WWE and wanted something to be good so far out there. I just started hearing people talk about good things and I started watching it and. Now I find myself wanting to watch it every week. And one of those reasons is because of MJF, because he's one of the greatest out there right now, like straight up bar none, especially the mic. I might not be able to say he's the best wrestler out there because he's not, but he's getting close to it. Like the matches he's helping put together here recently and stuff like that has been good. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, for sure. And I'm really hyped for this, this dog collar match at uh, revolution. It's like one of many, many matches that I think is just, are just going to tear the house down for sure. But, uh, yeah, man. Any final thoughts here before we wrap up? No, man. I know we try to do these a little bit shorter. I got a little hyped up on a couple of segments. So, <laughs> man, when, when, you're, when you're talking about, like I said, this the pure gold, like stuff that gets me excited, uh, bro, kudos, man. And like I said, yeah. I was talking about actors and stuff, and the reason why I'm giving him props is he's having to do this in front of a live crowd and a live audience on TV. 
Whereas yeah. actors, no script. you screw, yeah, you screw up, you get to redo it. We get to do it. We get, right. we, get to, like, we, we, we slap the thing together and do another take. He doesn't give that. And to be able to do what he did, like, like I said, he said a story in a monologue that would be something that may take three or four takes, maybe even more than that for a, a, an actual good actor to do. Right. And he was able to go out there and do that with one take, one chance and just gripped you, man. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. That dude, he's something special, man. And like, I he hope is. he never goes to WWE because they'll take everything that he is. It won't be there anymore. It won't be MJF. Yeah. It'll be this fake watered down uh, version of it. And I don't want that ever to happen to that dude. Like, Max like Farrell. I said, they're gonna yeah, change it, it, his name. It's gonna oh be Max Farrell. So <laughs> oh my god, it'd be so dumb, man. Like it, it, it just won't be what it is, man. Like the the guys earned it, so I give that guy yeah. props. And like, like I said, I'm I'm excited for the AW pay per view in a couple of weeks. Same, yeah. Then this is this is a promo. I think. I mean, he's got some great promos, but I think this is one of the all time great promos that we're gonna be talking about for years. Like, man, remember that MGF promo, especially during this time. Yeah, yeah. This period where there's like so many like greatest of all man that was one of the greatest matches I've ever seen that was one of the greatest promos I've ever seen you know there's so much of that like constantly we were just at like peak I mean Dusty Rhodes and fresh, stuff like that back wrestling. in the day yeah. and back in the early eighties and stuff they cut some great promos man oh they yeah were for sure but, but what he's doing him he's being the ultimate bad guy during a time when it's tough. Because everybody watches what you say on Twitter. Everybody watches what you say on the ring. They want to have that reason to be able to like what they could people call cancel. You know, people try to come at you and everything else for anything you almost say or whatever. And for him to be able to still do that, still get away with that during this time period is crazy. Like, I, I, can't be- yeah. I can't believe that he's able to do what he's able to do. And, and, How does and, he get away with some of the shit that he says? Yeah, no, it's crazy. <laughs> like, I get why he's able to say, like, the Jewish stuff on this last promo. Oh, because, sure. Like, but he like, is a Jew, right? But, like, uh, when he's talking about, like, oh, I'm going to talk to your dad, and he starts to look up at the heavens to pray to him and then starts yelling at him in hell, like, that kind of stuff. Like, it's there, man. That's borderline, right? Like, you have to do uh, what you got to do, your due diligence or whatever, so that, like, people can't come at you. And so far, he's been able to do it. And I think by now, though, it's almost to the point to where he's earned a spot. So now he's going to have to do something probably really bad for them to actually call him out for it now. Because yeah. it's weird. It's kind of like comedians, too. Comedians do that. Like, once you've earned a spot of a certain level, like, you're not going to get called out on some small things. Now, if you do a big thing and huge thing, you're going to get called out for it. But as long as you can stay somewhat within reasonability, they're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. But that's it, man. Yeah. yeah. Cool, Justin. Well, man, fun talking pro wrestling here with you as always. Um, and uh, yeah, we got some fun, exciting things going on in the channel. Schmodown is back, uh, so we got the pay per view this weekend. Uh, we'll be doing the tailgate on Saturday. That'll probably be uh, wait to confirm to a few, maybe others, but uh, most likely it'll be myself and Josh and uh, Partis. So uh, good stuff there before the pay per view. Then we got the pay per view. Then we got the post pay per view. All happening on the channel. Full coverage here on the Let's Get Ready Network. Yeah, man. Please hit that subscribe button. I'm sorry uh, about uh, 
a little bit of technical difficulties. I forgot I was trying to download something in the background that was pulling some of my bandwidth. So I apologize for that. Stop downloading uh, all that porn, Justin. What are you doing? Well, it was uh, it, it was a video game. That I, I just got me an external hard drive, so I'm going to have more space on my computer. So I was excited. So I was downloading something and forgot about it and then, like, realized what you were saying and then, like, stopped it and it came up better. But, yeah, please subscribe. And uh, like I said, me and Dagan's going to be doing these things where we're talking about more of the news across the board and everything, whether it be whatever wrestling organization it is out there, because I've started putting my ear because of AEW, because of my excitement for it, I've started putting my ear to the ground to these other organizations. I still pay attention to some of the story that's going on with WWE. I just can't watch the shit. Like I, I can still pay attention. And it, once I start hearing that it's better, I'll start watching it again. The problem I is I can't go, I can't go through three hours of like, I'll tell you this WWE puts together 15 to 20 minutes of damn footage. That's cool and good to watch. Every week on e- on each and every one of their shows, even some There's of the a NXT good match stuff. in there usually. Yeah. Oh god, but, three hours oh. of shit to get fifteen minutes. It's like, oh yeah, my get god. out. Here. I know, not worth my time. I can't get on Watch another rant. AW so. in New Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get on another rant or anything. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching. Please subscribe, and until next time, peace. <laughs>